This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Through a full hour of the show without any wrestling talk. So I feel like today's show is looking up from yesterday's show, Joe. It depends on where you're sitting. I would argue exactly the opposite, but maybe that's just me. That is just you. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune into an NBA doubleheader tomorrow night as the Mavs host the Warriors, followed by Suns at Lakers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. We are going to get into the NBA in just moments. John Moran expected to make his return for the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Before we get into what's happening, though, with the Grizz, we have to talk about what's happening here with the World Baseball Classic. This game right now between Team USA and Japan, at one apiece, Trey Turner, solo home run in the top of the second. That is his fifth home run of the WBC. Nobody has been hotter in the WBC than Trey Turner. And then Monotaki Murakami, solo home run in the bottom of the second for Japan as well. That tied things up. Trey Turner is hot, Joe, as hot as it gets. Speaking on behalf of all Philadelphia Phillies fans, take it easy. Pace yourself, all right? You got a whole lot coming up after this little exhibition that's taking place on the global stage, okay? We're counting on big things in Philadelphia. Yeah, we're counting on big things this year. Defending National League champions brought the bat in. He brings everything to the table. I'm hoping... I'm hoping somehow, some way that he's justified. If you look at it, he was batting ninth in this lineup uh, in the semifinal, if I'm not mistaken. I think they moved him up to sixth or seventh for tonight's game. Congratulations, Trey Turner. You might have a future in this sport. I mean, he has become a, a bona fide star throughout this, right? Like, this is helping raise, I feel like, Trey Turner's star power is this World Baseball Classic. I think it's one reason that I think this thing is so darn fun. Like, I genuinely feel like it's growing baseball in a way that baseball so desperately needs. And one reason for that is because they're actually allowing things to be fun. And they're allowing the crowd to be raucous. And they're not doing things kind of the old fuddy-duddy way that all the keepers of the game always want things done. And so I feel like the World Baseball Classic has been extraordinarily fun. It continues to be so. We'll see if Team USA can pull this thing off. We'll keep you updated throughout the show. I mentioned there, John Morantho expected to make his return to the Memphis Grizzlies. He's expected to rejoin play tomorrow night. He rejoined the team yesterday and that was after serving an eight game suspension for the team uh interestingly enough the Grizz look like they'll have jaw when they play the Rockets tomorrow they will not have Dylan Brooks when they play the Rockets tomorrow because he got suspended after a league leading 18th technical foul so they they get one back they lose one Joe but let's focus on John Morant for a second too soon what do you make of of him coming back at this point Tough to say, right? Like, I know a lot of us feel as if this is a quick return, given everything that happened. How can you possibly have learned? How can you possibly have grown? How can you possibly have improved if you're returning this quickly? I understand those criticisms. I do. On the other side, if he comes back, 
and he's got it all straightened out and he feels good and he's contributing and he's put all this behind him, then if it happened quickly and he feels like a different person and he's ready to take a step forward, why keep him away from the team? Maybe it was a quick turnaround. Time's going to tell. The actions are going to speak louder than words. The Grizz played very well without him. I believe they went 6-3 and three over the last nine games without Morant. They're number two in the Western Conference right now. They're a game up on the Kings for that second seed. They're a team that has been absolutely dominant at home, 30-5. and five. They have struggled on the road, but given the flaws that virtually every single Western Conference team has at the moment, it is a wide-open conference, and the Grizz have just as good a chance as anybody of winning and going on to the finals. So I'm fascinated to see how this team performs when Morant returns. I don't need them to to be great, but if you watch them go on a three, four game skid, you have to start questioning whether or not the rest of the roster is behind John Morant or if there's a big problem in that locker room. Well, let's be real. In part, John Moran's back because the Grizzlies need to win, like you just said, and because they are a team that is squarely in contention to do so. John Moran, though, he had his press conference. He faced the microphones when he rejoined the team yesterday, and he was asked about this experience. Is it still uncomfortable right now? Here is John Morant. Um, a lot of things. Um, it's a lot, man. Um, a lot of people don't know what's, you know, going on, uh, you know, not in my shoes right now with, you know, everything that's been going on as of late. Um, obviously, you know, it's still, you know, I take, like I said, take responsibility for, you know, decisions I've made um, that pretty much, you know, hurt me to the core. Um, you know, not like I said, it not only affected me, but it affected everyone around me, my family, this organization, my teammates, and um, caused me not to be out there on the floor. Um, which, you know, one thing I, you know, I love to do the most is, you know, play basketball. So um, it's a lot. But, you know, like I said before, it's an ongoing process, you know, with everything I've been doing the past two weeks. And you know, I'm going to continue to do that to, you know, get through everything I need to to be healthy. I think sometimes when you're young and, and we make so much of these guys being young, I mean, he's a grown man, right? I mean, he's 24 years old. He's a grown man, but that's young compared to me and you. That's young compared to a lot of us. And I think sometimes when you're young, things have to find a way. Life has to find a way sometimes to sort of smack you in the face to wake you up, right? And in that sport, missing eight games, that might be that that wake-up call that he needed because that is significant. And he sounded sincere in that bite and sincere when he particularly said that it cost him in terms of time away from the court. And that, of course, impacts somebody like him greatly. Well, I think you make an excellent point because we forget how young these guys are. We see him play in the tournament. We see him come into the NBA. We see him play at a really high level, get the big contract. We just assume they've been a part of our lives for a while. They're professionals. They should act like professionals. But let's be honest. How many of us would behave in the utmost fashion, in in the most spectacular of British royalty fashions with our behavior and our class and our couth? When we're 23, 24 years old with $200 million. Like, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd wash right out of the league. I'll be completely honest. Well, we know honest. you wouldn't. I mean, he I, and I right. spoke when I said he's 24. He's actually still only 23, turns 24 in August. I mean, it's the same thing, though. Same thing. He's extremely young. And I mean, young people make mistakes. These guys just so happen to be in the public spotlight with a lot of money and a lot of attention. And sometimes they make mistakes that are going to be magnified. You and I were able to make mistakes no one knew about it because nobody cared. That's true, and certainly he's living his life under a microscope. Now, the easy thing to say here is, like, I would have easily treated 
my anonymity for his life under a microscope oh, for that yeah. kind of money any day. And, and I would the have loved to have is, washed out on a guaranteed contract. I'd well, love to wash out on that. Exactly. I mean, the reality is, though, I always walk a fine line when we talk about these guys because, yes, I am now at an age at 40 where 23 sounds remarkably young to me. But at the same time, I was coming out of college myself at 23 years old. And by the way, entering the professional world and the professional world that I was entering was this one because I wanted to be a broadcaster. And if you want to be a broadcaster, Podcaster, if you want this sort of public life, then you kind of can't bleep it up. That's the reality of it. Like if I had done something and when I was 23 or 24, highly unprofessional at the jobs I had back then, then I wouldn't be here today. Like that's, you know, like I was working for CBS Sports when I was that age and I wouldn't now be at ESPN. And, and so, yes, I was young, but I also was smart enough to know that and I wasn't making very poor decisions. I mean, I, maybe I was just British royalty, like you mentioned. You know? Yeah, I, I knew I was going to make a mistake lumping us together, saying, <laughs> yeah, like when we made mistakes, only so that you could walk through that door and be like, well, I didn't make any mistakes. I didn't make You're mistakes. the loser, not me. I, um, I, am, uh, I am very grateful there was less social media when I was course. growing up than there is now. Incredibly oh grateful that I missed that. Could you uh, imagine having social media when you were in high school? Like, my parents would have followed yes. it with me assuming they weren't following it, and I would have gotten busted for everything. I wouldn't have had any discretion with what I was putting up on that stuff. I would have gotten nailed every single time I came home, which I practically was getting nailed every single time I came home. But story for another day. I'd be scared. I'd be scared of somebody finding my MySpace page now, you know, like because I have no idea. Not scared because like I think, you know, I I have anything that would get me canceled or anything. But like where you can't pull up MySpace page. I'm just sure it would be massively embarrassing. Like goodness knows what kind of crud I had on there or who I thought I was, you know, in love with in high school or whatever. Who your top eight friends were? Is that how it worked? Like the top eight, how you ranked them? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God! Oh wow, we're old. I forgot about that. There's so shout much out Tom. Right now he was everybody's friend, most popular guy in the world. He was most popular guy in the world for some time being. If you're over the age of uh, what 38, you know what we're talking. Yeah, we about all know right Tom now. and his white T-shirt. <laughs> Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, could Cam Newton make a comeback? We'll get into it. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Shout out Tom. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Just down a rabbit hole now of old MySpace profiles. Because I did look it up during the break, and apparently there are ways to still find your MySpace profile. I don't know. I tried to search for Amber Wilson. There's like 3,000 Amber Wilsons that come up on MySpace. Nothing's loading. I feel like I'm good. I feel like I'm nice and buried. $50 in Venmo from no. me to the person no, who can no, find no, your no, MySpace dang account. Dang yes, let's dang go. Dang I will. Dang this dang right from me. I it's it's no not a it's not a company thing. It's not affiliated with anything. It's just cash from me directly to you if you can find Amber this Wilson's is a profile. Idea. I was probably 16 the last time I touched whatever that account was. That uh, can't be true. Let's not That's do a that. lie. I would you're only a, a couple years younger than me and I was on that thing when it was popular in like my mid-20s no so you were not last on that when no, you were a teenager that's not true facebook came out when i was in college facebook when i was in college it was back when <laughs> sit down for this kids it was back when <laughs> facebook you had to actually be part of a EDU. university and then <laughs> like EDU. at the inception of facebook you could only actually access people on facebook within the same university which back right. then facebook was dope and because that's all you wanted to do when you went to a big school like the university of florida where i went in undergrad like it was cool that everybody I got to connect with also went to the same school. Very good way to meet people to start dating, by the way. Back then, yeah, I was gonna say, did you days. use it as just like a hookup app? I, well, hold on, it Kinda wasn't like a hookup like app. I mean, like, <laughs> well, I mean, however you want to define it, but was it like a hookup website? No, for you? I, I, I used it to meet. Have, top, have friends and have deep, oh, yeah. meaningful me, relationships. Me too. Friends, yeah. Joe, me too. I was looking where for I friends. I got to know the inside of people. Yeah. That's better be be careful with the wording. That phrasing, as Archer yeah, would that say. Was phrasing. That's Ooh, phrasing. typical phrasing. Good point. Uh, it looks phrasing. like Japan scored again in the World Baseball Classic. That's a professional I missed, pivot. I missed that run because we were uh, down a rabbit hole here of uh, old social media platforms. I got jobbed. Let's- I met real quick, just real quick, because I got to get this on my chest. I met my wife like a week before Tinder became popular. And I never got to play with any of those apps. And I'm still pissed to this day that I never got to enjoy any of that. I met her like five minutes before that became popular. So that's so funny. I feel the exact same way. I always say the same thing. And I don't know when those apps really became popular, but- well, You were hooking up on Facebook. You just told us. So like you already had that experience. <laughs> Anyway, right, I mean, I met, I think, one boyfriend on Facebook. Everybody calm down. I dated him for a decent period of time. Of course, it turned jerk. into a relationship, James. Would have been better if I just kept it moving. <laughs> Anyways, the point is that I also met my husband over well over a decade ago at this point. And so I also missed the boat on those dating apps. Sucks. And they look so fun to me. Yeah. Like, so My brother fun. was on it. When he would come and visit, Nikki and I would would take his phone yes, if we'd be out swiping? at the bar and we'd just play with it the whole time. Yeah, I've, so I've made friends of mine do mad doing the swiping because I guess I've done it wrong and like I don't know if I'm swiping left or right. But my yeah. single friends tell me that it ain't all it's cracked up to be. It seems fun to me. 
I've considered getting divorced just to try it and then getting remarried like a few weeks later. Not even because I'm really looking to make anything happen. I just kind of want to experience that process. You have to get her blessing. You could make like a pro, a fake profile, but it's something you and your wife need to do together. Like on a Saturday night, you sit down, you drink wine you together, you make a profile. You can't, you can't do those apps in Vegas. There's too much... Um, Shall we say yes, deception? Yes, we know what you're saying. Refra- I got deception. It. There's too much there's, deception. There's, yes, <laughs> deception. Sure. Uh huh. Um, and and lots of um, you know professionalism on those apps. I would imagine as well. Let's keep it moving. Let's try to earn you some money, honey. Pizza money. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Full disclosure, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing here. I gave you a bunch of picks earlier. Which one is the 815? Is this the Boston <laughs> and the Tatum? I was way too busy goofing off in that last segment. I'm just, I'm, I yeah, said I'd do, never lie to the audience. I'm do, not lying today. Let's do Boston and the Tatum. Yep. Okay, everyone. Big surprise. Pizza money last night. Complete disaster. We're actually in the red now. We have completely leaked away all of our profits. Two and three last night, minus 1.5 units, 49 and 56 overall, down minus 0.4 units. Time for a run. Double header tonight in the association. Celtics minus five over the Kings. Jason Tatum over 28 and a half points. Love the spot for Boston. Two nights off since that brutal loss to Utah. They don't play again until Friday. Nice little island game in which they can make some noise. Sacramento, it's their fourth game in six nights. Second half of a back-to-back. 28th in defensive rating when playing at home. Love the spot. Celtics minus five. As for Jason Tatum over 28 and a half points, he's averaging 30 per game on the season. Sacramento, as I just mentioned, lousy defense when playing at home. Total for this game is 237.5 approximately, which means it's priced for scoring. Tatum over 28.5 points and Boston minus 5 over Sacramento. Your first two pizza monies of the night. So Cam Newton decided that he was going to show off and show out to try to get another job in the NFL. And Cam Newton participated in Auburn's Pro Day. He threw at Auburn's Pro Day. First time we've seen Cam Newton throw a football, Joe, in quite some time. He showed that, you know, he still has an arm. He's out there, certainly still has the scrambling skills. That was on full display. Cam Newton's always been a force in terms of his stature and in terms of the physical ability. The problem is injuries, and the problem is the wear on his body, and it just broke him in terms of his career. So he went out there. He decided to throw. I never know what to make of any of this I give him a lot of credit for doing it first of all because you know I mean you're talking about a guy who you know is a huge star NFL MVP Heisman Trophy winner and now he's out there at his college pro day again throwing the football so I give him credit for sort of going backwards in that regard trying to get the attention he's doing the right things to try to get back into the league I don't know if it's going to work I don't know if it particularly moves the needle I know what we see in these clips these pro days though are always hard to judge because it's such an insulated environment. It's everything's everything's perfect for you to show off what you got. And a guy with Cam Newton's athleticism, and there's still very clearly athleticism there, it's easy for him to look better than maybe he would in real time in real life. It comes down to what he's looking for. Is he looking for a starting gig? Because that's not out no. there. If he's no, looking for a imagine. backup gig, that might be plausible. The thing is, what made Cam Newton great was his ability to run and his ability to take a hit. I don't know if he can do a whole lot of that anymore, given the toll and punishment his body took during his time in the NFL. The last we saw him was in 2021 in Carolina when he was completing 
54% of his passes with four touchdowns and five interceptions in eight appearances. That's not fair because the team wasn't very good, but I don't know how much is left in the tank because what made him great is something I don't think he, 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 he no longer possesses. Joe and Amber's presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next here, more on Cam. Plus, how divided was the Patriots locker room on the quarterback situation in New England last season? We'll get into that. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to us on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So Cam Newton's out there throwing footballs again. His brother, who is a draft hopeful, was catching those footballs. We'll get back into the Cam Newton story in just moments. But first, Joe's going to try to earn you a little bit more money, honey. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Happy to announce I'm far more prepared this time around than I was last time. 10.30 p.m. Eastern. The Association. Oklahoma City, plus seven over the Clippers. This number is ridiculous. First of all, Oklahoma City is not terrible. The Clippers are not great. OKC's covered the point spread 42 times this year. That's more than any team in the NBA. They're being priced like this awful bottom feeder, but they're actually competing. They're in position of, I think if memory serves me correctly, they're in position to grab a playoff spot right now. On the road as an underdog, 19-8-1 against the spread. I'm not comfortable laying seven with a Clippers team. Some nights they show up, some nights they don't. Eh, shrug, whatever, we'll get them in the playoffs. Pizza money number three, Thunder, plus seven over the Clippers. We will keep you up to date on the World Baseball Classic. Right now, Japan leads the USA in the bottom of the third 2-1. Freeland is on the mound right now for Team USA. I mentioned Cam Newton. He threw the football. He threw the football at Auburn's Pro Day. His brother, a draft hopeful, Kalen Newton, was out there catching the passes. He showed that he's still, you know, he can still throw a football, right? He can still throw a football. He can still scramble. We are talking about a guy, Joe, who was an all-pro with a larger-than-life personality, an NFL MVP, a Heisman Trophy winner. The first few years of Cam Newton's career, the sky seemed like it was the limit, and then injuries started piling up. His body started breaking down, and the rest is history. Keyshawn Johnson, he hosts a little show here at ESPN Radio called Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He says that Cam absolutely can remake himself in the NFL. Can he have a Randall Cunningham uh, Minnesota Vikings rebirth? Yes, he can. Can he have a Geno Smith 
rebirth. Yes, he can. Do I believe so? I, I, I think he can in the right situation. So Keyshawn Johnson believes in Cam Newton. Joe Fortenbaugh does not believe in Cam Newton, not to that extent. He's got to change his game. See, his game early on was the ability to talk, to run, to lay wood. His ability was to be able to break through tackles when guys were trying to drag him down and to extend plays by rolling outside the pocket, to plow through people at the goal line. Rushing touchdown-wise, he used to just rack them up if memory serves. I'm going to look through this right now. Uh, touchdowns per year on the ground, starting with his rookie year, 14, 8, 6, 10, 5, 5, 6, and then 4, 0, and then 12, and then 5. I mean, the dude could run the ball. He could make a ton of plays, but he doesn't necessarily have that anymore. So if he doesn't have that, can he get through his progressions quickly and get the ball out of his hands? Can he become more of a prototype pocket passer who buys time with his legs when he needs to but avoids the big hit? You know, this is a lesson for Justin Fields. Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears should sit down and watch Cam Newton tape as often as possible so Fields understands, look, you can have a great career if you play like this, but it is going to be short. If you want to extend your career, if you want to extend your earning power, you're going to need to avoid the contact. That's the thing that Russell Wilson learned early in his career. Fields hasn't learned it, and that's what hurts Newton. I mean, Newton's not that old. He's only 33 years old today. 33. You got guys way older than him that are making plays in the NFL, but they didn't break down the way he did. So he's going to need to alter his game in a big way. Yeah. And I don't know if you can do that at 33 years old, frankly, like he still has, he's young in, in terms of he should still have time left in the league, but he's not so young in terms of, you know, learning new tricks, right? It's hard for old dogs to do that. I do wonder, cause you mentioned there with Justin Fields, I do wonder, is there a place for him in the league where mentorship is part of it? I have seen some landing spots floated around for Cam Newton, like a Tennessee Titans team where Malik Willis is there. He's the starter, but also Malik, you uses his legs in a similar way to Cam Newton. So if you brought Cam Newton into that situation, Cam's the backup in that role, but also you have Cam there to maybe help mentor a Malik Willis as well. In other words, I don't think Cam has any shot, frankly, of being a starter in this league. Could Cam find himself as a backup in this league? I've also seen the Raiders talked about, which is interesting because obviously they just signed Jimmy G. But I guess it's that relationship with Josh McDaniels was with Cam Newton for a year with the New England Patriots. Could the Raiders bring him in to be like a second or third option, you know, even if they draft another quarterback? I could see a situation where Cam Newton ends up back in the NFL. I'm just not sure it's going to be a situation where we really witness Cam playing much in the NFL. Is he okay to be a placeholder? Like Andy Dalton just signed with Carolina, knowing full well that he's here to hold down the job for a little bit while the rookie they draft with the number one overall pick learns, studies, and develops. And eventually, that kid will get the job. Dalton's well aware of who he is at this point in his career. If that's what's being asked of Cam Newton, is he capable of buying into that role? Or is that going to be a problem if he's performing somewhat adequately, let's say, because it'd be likely in a tough spot with a team that isn't very good, like a Carolina, and then they want to turn it over to the rookie. Is he able to buy into that? Or is Cam Newton interested in being a superstar quarterback again? Nothing wrong if he is, but you got to understand where his head is before you sign him. Well, and Cam's always been the superstar, right? That's I mean, what I'm getting at. Yep. Since, since at least at least since Auburn. Uh, it's still remarkable to me that he was on that Florida Gators team. Uh, but, yeah, he has been a superstar since his time at Auburn. And he's got a larger-than-life personality. 
he doesn't really seem like a guy who's a backup quarterback or a third string quarterback in the league. But also sometimes life is a way of humbling you. And sometimes you just want to get back to, in that locker room. I mean, the guys always talk about the thing they miss the most is the locker room. And so maybe just being there, being around a team again, getting to be part of it would appeal to him as enough where he could take a backup role. I don't know if I see him as a starter anywhere. I don't listen if the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson don't get anything done. Like, do they look to a Cam Newton? Cause he's got a, a, a similar skill set. I it's, it's hard for me to imagine, but crazier I mean, things have happened in this league. Well, I mean, I can't, if, if that's where Baltimore goes, they're going to, the, the fan base is going to lose their mind. I don't know if, I mean, you're probably going to look at, you got Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett in Washington, so they're out of the equation. New Orleans looks set. Carolina looks set. Atlanta with Desmond Ritter. I don't know if you'd want him there backing up, and then if it doesn't work with Ritter, you could turn it over to Newton. Tampa looks set as I work my way. Excuse James, me. James is a backup quarterback just retired in Kansas City. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate Cam Newton as a backup quarterback. Does he is he okay with that though? That's the thing. Is Newton okay backing up Patrick Mahomes? It doesn't seem like he wants to come back to back up Patrick Mahomes though. Does anybody uh, want to back up Patrick Mahomes? That seems like not a I good think idea. Part, I, think I would love that the... job. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, I would that's love true, you that would never job. Have to do anything. That's true. It's you the don't have greatest to do job on earth. Even yeah, whenever he pay. only has one foot to to run on. Uh, yeah, because he's going to play anyway. Yeah. Like I want, I want. I've long maintained Chase Daniels like my favorite NFL player of all time. He's made a ton of money. He's never had to play. When he is asked to play he doesn't play well and it doesn't even matter someone else gives him money the next year to be a backup quarterback he never has to play then he comes in he doesn't play well and it doesn't matter he goes to another team he signs on he never has to play you see where I'm going it's like an all-time career I think that guy made somewhere close to 40 million Blaine Gabbard didn't he recently retire at somewhere around 40 million maybe not Gabbard but there was another guy close to that draft class who shut it down and it was like 40 oh a Chad Henney Chad Henney made like 40 or 50 million. Incredible. Incredible I do think career. I do think the backup quarterback role is, is the most underrated job in the NFL or certainly one of the most underrated jobs because you still get paid very handsomely. And then typically if you're a backup also, you're coming in in a situation where people are happy to see you because you're coming in in relief as somebody who either sucks or you're coming in cuz your guy's injured, right? No, so it's like you don't either way. No, you don't want that. You don't have this you're looking at this all wrong. You want to be a backup for a guy like Eli Manning who never gets hurt. You want to never play. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get concussions. You just want to you, play. You just want to practice and collect. You the just paycheck. want to make money. You just want to make money. You get to be a pro football player making money without having to take any of the hits. Are you ever going to make twenty million a year? No. But what's your other option? You're going to go telemarket. Like it's not going to work. That's a great gig. Jim Sorgi had a great gig. The, we should do a list on this show one day of the all-time great backup quarterbacks. And played. not the ones who stepped in and won the job and did what Jeff Hostetler did or Nick Foles. I'm talking about the guys who were in the league 20 years and never had to play and made $30, $40 million. Those are the guys that are my heroes. I, I love like those guys. guys. Charlie Whitehurst did that for a while with the Chargers. He was awesome. You just want to be like Mike Greenberg's backup, like that's your that's your that's your plan in life. Like we'll just be on deck for him or something. Like some hey, the money's good. You got to remember <laughs> these guys are making seven figures. You, you're throwing a million, two million. I mean, Chase Daniels probably making like two two point five three. That's that's living. That's living. You just have to find yourself in some sort of job in this business where you just like come in every once in a while, yeah. but hardly ever. No expectations of you, but somehow you're just paid to be there in case Greeny ever goes down. Then well, you Greeny goes down quite a bit when it comes to radio. Oh, that's, that, that, yeah, maybe not that, the best. Maybe not wait. the best example. Yeah. That gig right there is like that's like playing behind. 
I got to figure out which quarterback. I was going to say RG three because he got hurt a lot, but he also works at the company. The the greenie gig. You're 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 playing. A, you're getting a lot of snaps, a lot of looks. You want you want to be the backup to Joe and Amber. Joe and Amber's always go. here. Joe and Amber, no days off here. On yeah, who Joe takes and Amber. no days off? That's the guy you want to back up. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly seven hundred dollars on average. Caller, click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. That morning show also takes too many days off so that wouldn't work out either coming up next your turn to weigh in we open up the phone lines here on joe and amber whatever your takes may be triple eight say espn the world baseball classic cam newton john morant bring them our way triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 coming up next we play some caller roulette joe and amber the podcast When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Japan now leads USA 3-1 in the World Baseball Classic. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. We're going to get to your phone calls in just moments. I do want to... Take a little time to go behind the curtain here, Joe, because I got permission to reveal this on air. But what was funny is earlier today, we learned that ESPN was so kind to make cookies for our shows here on ESPN Radio. So they quite literally made cookies that have, like, in icing, in fondant, the logos of all of our shows. And we aren't up there in Bristol at ESPN HQ. We're not in Connecticut. James Steele, of course, is. So James sent us a picture of all the cookies for all the shows. And it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons, and it's Fitz and Harry, and it's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. It's our show, Joe and Amber, and they're great-looking cookies, and they have the logos. It's very cool. And he sent us a picture of them all displayed, and I put it up on social media, and then I immediately get a DM from Chris Carlin that says, um, dot, 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 because they're there seems to be one cookie category missing from the ESPN radio lineup. And it is that there was no Canty and Carlin cookies. And so I wrote him back and said, well, I was theorizing that your show ate all the cookies because if there was any show here at ESPN <laughs> radio that I would put my money on to run out of the cookies first, it would be Canty and Carlin. In fact, the combined weight of that show is the empire state building. So pound the fact that there's no the cookies left radio. for that show I don't know what else we could possibly say about it. He should be telling us what happened to the cookies, not us telling him. <laughs> he said that he has not even seen any of the cookies. I think right. he still had to go on a hunt to see if yeah, he could find either. one of the cookies. I think yeah, he texts me text like, where, where are the cookies? I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I saw one <laughs> and I don't, I don't know where that one went. 
Yeah, we got to get to the bottom of that. that maybe Canty went ahead and just kind of, you know, maybe Canty's anyone... looking out for Carlin's health and he's trying to get those cookies he's just out trying of to play. Consume all the cookies. Right. Uh, it's funny that they were that they were left out of things. I liked the. I also liked the idea of like ESPN just forgetting, like not making cookies for that show. That would have been funny be as incredible. well. That'd be uh, incredible. But, but apparently their cookies went the fastest. Their cookies went first. Whenever I hear that intro for Canty and Carlin, where it's pound for pound, the heaviest show on or biggest show on ESPN radio, right? That's the intro to Canty and Carlin. I always think like, man, that would have been so offensive if they had made that intro for us. Quietly. <laughs> As a woman. Like, just would <laughs> yeah, not have had the same been. Like just could not have, just doesn't. Would not flow the same no. way. Could not it do that not. with a woman on the show. Quietly, though, of all the shows to have their cookies made up, the Freddie and Fitzsimmons show, one of my personal favorites, it says Freddie and Fitz, which is just an absolute burn to Fitzsimmons, that I went ahead and took photos of that and sent it to him, and I said, hey, Ian, how do you feel about this? And then I just kind of casually made my way out of the conversation. Now, to, to his credit, he completely moved the conversation to the fact that He'll be in Vegas this weekend, and I still owe him a steak dinner. So oh, now I'm off hard. on that rant. So that kind of blew up in my face, but hilarious nonetheless. I, I have a feeling for the cookie manufacturer, it was confusing that we have multiple Fitzes here. So they too probably assumed fitzes. it was just yeah. like, too yeah, many too many Fitzes. They probably assumed it was the same guy doing multiple radio shows. So they're like, sure, it's <laughs> Freddie and Fitz right after Fitz gets off with Harry. We are going to get to your phone calls. Triple H, say ESPN. But first, we're going to try to earn you a little bit more money while we still have time to do it. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. I'll keep this quick because I like your phone calls more than my own voice, believe it or not. Uh, the W, uh, I think WGC, the match play event in golf starts tomorrow. It's a Wednesday five-day event. It does not start Thursday. So just a couple futures for you. These are half-unit plays. Tyrrell Hatton, half-unit play at 25-1. to 1. Tommy Fleetwood, half-unit play, 45-1. to 1. Both guys have great draws. Fleetwood has been to the quarterfinals twice in this event, so we're going to take a couple shots there. Tyrrell Hatton, 25 to 1. Tommy Fleetwood, 45 to 1. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. Let's spin it. Blues. Blues is in Wisconsin. Blues, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Blues. Oh, we're having some let's, technical difficulties. Hold on one second. Oh, we're having technical oh, difficulties. Oh, this is a James issue. Okay. Phone lines. Okay, Blues, that's not on you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are <laughs> going to stand by and let me know how much time we need to stall. I should have talked. I can go back to talking about cookies. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's try they again. They probably had a show prime rib made. Car- uh, Carlin and Canty like <laughs> seared into a Ooh, Texas ribeye. Nice. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Blues, are you there? Blues in Wisconsin. Are you with us? Blues, I can hear you. Are you there? Let's try AJ in Mississippi. AJ in Mississippi, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hello? Yes. AJ, AJ. what do you got? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just basically just calling about what y'all was talking about, the backup quarterback deal. Go ahead. Uh, like Charlie's batch, man, was like behind Roethlisberger for so long and made plenty, plenty of money but barely played. And I was uh- just like, you know, I'm with Joe. I'm like, man, hey, it's beautiful for her. A backup quarterback to be behind somebody for so long and and make millions of dollars and don't even play. 
that that's a good nomination yep. for that category. I do agree with Joe. We should come up with a list sometime of like the best backups in the NFL that never ever played. Hell and by best, we yeah. mean just best job. Not that they were the best. No, it's a great job. Back up for 10 years, making one to two million a year, and you play behind a starter who never gets hurt and always starts and always plays. Oh, what a gig. It's the dream. Let's spin the wheel. Tori, Tori is in my state of Florida. Tori, thanks for the call. Go ahead. What's going on, guys? Love this show. So listen, I'm a Florida native. I've been waiting years for this. The Panthers are popular, and I'm here for it. So here's my question. They got Frank Reich. They got some veteran weapons around whoever the quarterback is going to be. It should be nice for a young guy to come in. Am I crazy for thinking that there's actually a debate between taking the safe option in C.J. Stroud or the guy with all the upside in the world in Anthony Richardson? Thanks, guys. Oh, wow. The, the, the Florida native high on AR there. Um, man, I, I, I just, listen, I am a gator through and through. I bleed orange and blue. If I am the Carolina Panthers, I'm taking C.J. Stroud. He's the more NFL-ready quarterback, Joe. I he said he was from Florida and he was a Panthers fan. I thought he wanted to talk hockey. And then at the end, he brought up Stroud. And I was like, oh, I, I was probably say, I was 100% with you because oh. he goes, I'm a Florida man. The Panthers question. are relevant. And I'm thinking, this is a weird season. We talk about the Florida Panthers, but okay, let's go. And then he started talking about the Carolina Panthers. So I was like, all right, swear. I could see it. I could see it being Richardson. You just brought in Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's got enough left to hold it down for a couple of years while you develop Richardson. But you can't think you're going to start Richardson in year one. It's not going to happen. And if problem. it does, it's not going to look pretty. That's the problem. I feel like Carolina needs a quarterback before Anthony Richardson will be better or will be ready. Anthony Richardson does have all the physical accolades, though. I can see why people are falling in love with him, particularly if you watch the TikTok highlights. It was a little different when you watch the entire season as a Gators fan. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.